Welcome to the Pitch Purpose Podcast with Tony Winslow. In a world wrecked by human trafficking, poverty, and a number of global issues, marketers and business leaders can use their power to inspire change and serve a cause. We have a unique privilege to speak on behalf of those who can't speak for themselves. Too often leaders think of purpose as an afterthought, an addendum to their mission statement, and we limit ourselves to who we can serve. We settle. I dream of a new future, a future where founders relentlessly seek to solve the needs of their ideal customers, employees, and a vulnerable population, where villains aren't just customer problems, but also global and cultural issues, where we prioritize the underserved and create profitability. Let's pitch purpose together. Good afternoon, Melissa. How are you? Doing really well. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So yes, this is Melissa Moody. She is the founder head of marketing and chief meme officer. I've seen that before on your LinkedIn profile, but then I saw it again. And it's, it's funny, I actually was messaging Andy the other day because I saw he, there was a meme shared from Gated on LinkedIn and I messaged him. I was like, hey, are you the meme king? And he said he only does Keanu. It's accurate. Yeah. I was actually, uh, that title was bestowed on me by someone else as a tongue in cheek. So I, um, after being teased about it long enough, I decided to throw it up there as a header. Hey, just embrace it. I love it. So gated is super unique. And the way that it's described is noise canceling headphones for email. And I love the languaging there. And you also, when we talked the other day, you talked about kind of like Amazon smile, but for your email. And I truly think that one day there's going to be like, hey, it's like gated, but for whatever new uh, social media platform is of the day. So I think it's super revolutionary and I'm excited for this conversation with you. So more about Melissa. She spent 13 years Google. And uh, I was thinking, do you have a, a name for when you work at Google? Is it like a Googler? Googleite? Googler. Googler. There you go. And uh, the, do- the dogs are Dooglers. So. Dooglers and Googlers. That, that's a tongue tie right there. So, and I saw on your website as well, it looks like you, so you were there for 13 years and you did some work in partnership with Airbnb for, I was impressed taking the website from 17 seconds to load to three seconds. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes. That was part of uh, my team's job was to work on the full mobile web experience from ad all the way through to, to the, you know, through to the user experience with different travel partners and Airbnb. I was very fortunate to work with a couple of amazing people. They were trying to get traction for that internally from the mobile web team as well. So we were yeah, going to make it happen. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell me about Gated. Tell me about the origin story. Uh, the origin story of Gated. Well, my co-founder, Andy Mowett, a lot of you might have seen him on LinkedIn. He's a longtime GTM exec for a couple of really well-known companies in Silicon Valley. He's grown three unicorns in the GTM leadership roles. And he was suffering. He will admit himself that he'd pressed send or his teams had pressed send on, you know, couple million, a billion emails over the course of his career. So he was part of creating this pain in email, but he was also getting hammered left and right. We live in a world where you don't just sell to the CEO anymore. You're selling to every executive and not even executives. Everybody's getting sold to in this world. And so he was also getting hammered with so many sales pitches and un, you know cold emails in his role that it was kind of an unsustainable level. So he hacked together a solution, you know, with Venmo and uh, Zapier, I think. And he put it all together and basically started what is now kind of the core of Gated's uh, model, which is to say, if you're trying to reach Andy and you'd like to get his attention, but he doesn't recognize your address, you're going to need to donate to his charity to reach his inbox. 
And at the most simple level, that's still what Gated is today. It's a little bit of an automated reply that challenges unknown senders to donate to charity in order to reach you. And really what it does is brings value in three different ways. First of all, it quiets the user's inbox, of course, which is kind of the lead goal. Second of all, for senders, it actually lets senders stand out in the inbox because there was so much chaos there and so much, you know, people would just delete all the emails at once instead of having time to read. And then of course, you know, really fun part is it benefits nonprofits. And so we're creating this three-part win-win-win scenario that was based on an idea that Andy really needed. And we're finding so much traction, especially in roles where you get hammered with inbound emails. So RevOps, there's a lot of pain there. Marketers, especially demand gen marketers, CEOs, anyone who's getting a lot of inbound email, it's a no-brainer. It's one of those things where the second you have it, you go, oh my gosh. So that's where we're at today. I think we've got a really big vision as well. To your point, you mentioned, I can imagine a world where something like gated is on the other channels. Maybe it's going to be gated. So we'll yes. see. But yeah, that's uh, that's where we are today. It's been a lot of fun. I came on early as a co-founder and head of marketing. And we've- You're employee number one, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I tease Andy to say I was employee number one because he was still in his exact job at yeah. the time. So you came on, how long ago was that, that you became co-founder and head of marketing? So that would have been very late in the year 2020, maybe even like January, 2021. Yeah. Wow. So right in the, then the pandemic happened to me had started at that point, but then the world kind of shut down two months later. So must've been a lot of uneasiness and was starting the company. So. And I think a lot of people went through big changes then some of it started because of the pandemic and other ones just because we were in a whole different mind space in the pandemic, right? People, yeah, a lot of people were forced to take changes in their life. And a lot of people just had a change of heart during that time. I certainly made a big change. I know a lot of people did. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about this. Uh, I've been very interested in category design lately, you mm. know, starting a, a business when thinking about you don't want to play the better game or the better trap or you're really trying to be different and set yourself apart and create a category where you can be the category queen or king so do you think that gated is creating a new category it's a good question i would say and we have a couple of really amazing advisors john rigeau at uh is, is yeah i know him design leader yeah he would probably have good thoughts on this from my perspective there are some things we are doing that are certainly category design-ish. We are not approaching what we're doing from a full category creation standpoint, but there are certain things that certainly resonate. I think the first of which was in the spring of 2021, we did not have, you know, we didn't really have much of a product beyond the MVP, right? Like we had a product, we had a really small, tight group of beta users. But a lot of what we did in those early stages was built around developing principles and a narrative of kind of like the future space that sure. associated with category design. So we wrote a manifesto. It's on our website if anybody wants to see it. But we worked very hard to craft a manifesto that was, is, you know, it's three lines. It's not a rambling, bumbling thing. It's three very clear lines about the future that we predict and the future that we are committed to making. And that type of activity kind of smells of category design, right? So yes. there is an element of taking a stance, building a company on principles. And really, for me at the time, it was probably the biggest weapon in my arsenal because I didn't necessarily have the product to go to market with. What I did have was a 
way to bring people into the gated space and to get people mm -hmm. aligned around what we were building before we even necessarily had something to put in their hands. Yes. As a marketer, it's fun, but it's also critical. I mean, if you're marketing before you have a full to market product, it's hard to do. But when you have principles to align around and you can talk to partners who are looking in the same direction, it's a, it's a wonderful tool. There are things that we're doing that are definitely category design-ish. And I have yeah. agents for what that category is. But I, don't, I would you know, say just we're going by the book. Yeah, I've totally understood. And I, I love the part where you're talking about the future. That's probably my favorite aspect and something that I'm taking into my podcast is I want to tell of a different future where taking the examples from talking to people like you and how they're incorporating social impact, how they're identifying people that need to be served. And so that's, that's awesome. You can align people about that. Yeah. So let's get back to gated in terms of the actual product. I know because I've tested it as a user and had fun with it. So it goes into a gated folder in the sender is challenged and you, again, it's challenging that sender, like, okay, hey, they have to really, like, email isn't just a, just because you have somebody's email address doesn't make it free. And there's this little book called, or average size book, Indistractable by Nir Ayal. And he talks about the problem of email and he gives strategies, not just email, but all these strategies of how you're distracted as a person at work or in your personal life with your phone, with email being one of them. And how some of the stats I was looking at over, like an average office worker, they're going to get 100 emails a day. They're going to waste time checking, habitually rechecking. It's like, you know, that ding or that notification they're waiting and they feel that kind of sense. Oh, I got to respond to that. And then the fact that you have to reorient yourself after you check your email or respond to get back to what you were doing. So how does gated work to either work in concert with that or just help the gated user better their productivity. Yeah, I think, I mean, that uh, Nier's book, Indistractable, is phenomenal. I think it really sets the problem space very well. And when I think about kind of the enemy in our strategic narrative, it is digital noise. It is overwhelming noise. And I think he makes it very clear there is an urgency to it. A lot of people think, oh, I'm fine. I'm doing fine now. But we are in an increasingly noisy digital space. So the cham there's channels and they are more automated and they are coming louder and louder. I mean, Imagine two, five, 10 years out. We're not going to be able to keep up as humans in such a distracted world. And so the question that he addresses a lot is how do you make space to think well and to be a focused human being and to not be distracted in that world? The psychological burden of micro anxiety of having to check email, the psychological burden of I got to respond, like guilt, the stress around needing to be everything to everyone is frankly unsustainable. So truly the inbox right now, we believe in, in a mission that kind of says email is where our journey begins because the inbox, there are 347 billion emails sent a day, a wow. day. So That's the email is an onslaught and a lot of other channels, frankly, have already figured this out or they have mechanisms to restrict the un- Yeah. Right. So with gated, one of our early metaphors was a postage stamp for email. Because if you think about your mailbox, people yeah. can't just drive up and dump a truckload of stuff on your front porch. There's that little cost. And sure, we still get a lot of things that maybe aren't perfectly relevant in our mailbox, but it's only a mailbox full. In email, anyone can reach you at any time with whatever they want. You don't have to like it at all. It's just here it comes. 
And so the, everything we have built at Gated is built around this idea of very small marginal cost, a little change in incentives can radically change the behavior patterns that are existing in email today. Now, to Nir's point, it's not always a comfortable change. When the pings and the dings go away, there's actually this amazing empty space, which are, we're kind of as a human brain, you're not getting that dopamine hit of somebody loves me, somebody wants yeah. me. All of a sudden there's a space like, oh, what was the quote? It was something in one of our most recent interviews with Sam Senior, he talks about like all of a sudden you find yourself in an open space. And that's not just a good thing. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. You go, what am I going to do with my time? Am I needed? Why is nobody demanding my time? But what we're hoping we can make this really behavior change for humans, which is to say, you deserve that mental space and you aren't able to keep operating in a space where you have to do everything. Like yeah. to be a winner in the future, you're going to have to start setting boundaries. And what one more callback to Nier's book is he talks a lot about doing that with your human efforts, right? Like time blocking, turning off your notifications. Everything to date has said, yes, that's important. You work hard. You quiet the noise. Tony, this is your job to quiet all that noise. And what we say at Gated is we need the technology to start protecting ourselves as humans. And this gets back to category design, which is I see a category, which is attention tech on the side of the buyer. Um, mm -hmm. Everything we're building is to get and steal your attention. You should have technology that's on your side to protect yourself and to yes. keep you focused on what matters. And really, I mean, there are some other interesting things going on in the space, but I do feel that Gated is the first, first one in a lot of areas, certainly in email, to stand up and say, we're going to build it for you. You don't have to do the work. We're going to build it for you. So end of brand. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. I've tried the various techniques and I just haven't found one that's really fits into my day or being dedicated to continue to take these steps to hack back my email. Well, like fundamentally, like you shouldn't have to work harder to be more productive. Like that's, it yeah. just sucks. Like I wish a lot of us would get more mad about that. It should be yeah. right to deal with all that crap. Um, so, yeah. Well, I love it. And I think that will take us to the social impact piece because you are, you have this noble vision. You want to really improve people's attention. There's the part where you want to save them time, but you also want them to be comfortable without all of the noise and to learn how to deal with that and how to appreciate whatever it else it may be right in front of them. So before we move on to the social impact piece, you've been since since 2021. Tell us the biggest leadership lessons that you can provide from your time so far. My time at Gated or, or all together? All together. With the focus on starting a new company. Okay, I got it. I think the one that I got from Google, which I think is super important, is make space for autonomy. I think the best leaders I have ever had and the leader that I aspire to be is one who says, this is where we need to get. Now you guys get me there. You go take the route you need, bring new solutions, think about it differently. I expect you to get here. How you do that, there should be space. I have had some incredible leaders and that was the defining feature of what they did was they weren't in my business, throwing frameworks at me, demanding that I report back on X, Y, Z. They put a very high 
expectation. And they said, hit it. Now, some people, maybe that's too stressful, but for me and for the teams that I've seen, the happiest teams, the most empowered teams, the teams that worked best together were given a goal and then said, hit it. You know, and it wasn't about missing it or blowing it away. It was just like, this is where I want to see where, how, what can you do? I hope to be that sort of a leader at Gated. I'm, I have one team member under me now, but even in how we cultivate all the team, engineering and marketing and customer all together, one of our, we've actually got three company values and they play really well together. But one of them is curiosity because we find it very important to leave space for curiosity, not oversetting, this is a process, this is how we do, this is how we work, but leaving room for people to feel empowered and to have autonomy to, to work well. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So I, I, that's like definitely a big one that I think I got through the best leaders I had at Google, but I'm definitely bringing into the startup. But sure. people at a startup aren't the kind of people who like to be told what to do or to work within frameworks. They Usually those people are the people who are demanding the autonomy, right? Yes. I uh, think scrappy. <laughs> yes. I think uh, if you're a Hamilton musical fan, I think they really, uh, I, I always think of young, scrappy, and hungry when I'm thinking it, it's about startups. And they, I think they very much made a positive connotation with that word and brought it back to something that's exciting. So I love it. <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about the social impact part of Gated and what it means for users and what it means for the nonprofits that you serve. I'm excited to talk about this because from a marketing standpoint, we do not start with a nonprofit. We have built a user-first product. We built a product to help your inbox be quieter, to help you focus more. The amazing part about it is that it can benefit nonprofits. But I always say, if you're going to support a nonprofit, the first thing you should do is go donate or work there, right? Gated is not the thing that you do, the one thing that helps the nonprofit. What we offer is while you're living your life and doing these things, uh, using email, why not amplify that impact? If you have a cause you love, why would you not amplify it? So you won't see our marketing, especially not to a kind of sign up CTA with, you know, start here. Um, sure. Or, or at least it won't be like, if you want to benefit your nonprofit, do this. No, it's if you want all these other things and also would like to be supporting your cause, turn this on. So I like to get to that up front because nonprofits, we provide a lot of value to, but we are building still for the user. And what's cool about that is we don't turn nonprofits in, on in the system. To be in our gated system, a user has to request that nonprofit. So when you turn on gated, you can pick from any nonprofit that another gated user has already picked, or you can request a new one. That is you. That is good to know. I had that question. Yeah. So we work with an incredible partner called Get Change, and they have the full verified database of, I think, well over a million nonprofits. And as long as there is a verification, an EIN, and they're on the up and up with the taxes, we can make it happen. We just, um, one woman is very passionate about a bat sanctuary. And we'll to verify it and get it up and running. So she can benefit something that really means something to her and do that with Gated. The fun thing that's coming up is we're starting to create more assets that will be a benefit to the nonprofits. So you can imagine one of the things we're creating is actually a landing page that says, if you support what, let's say Team Rubicon is the one that I support. It's a veteran related charity. If you support Team Rubicon, 
and you use email, here's some reasons why you might want to turn on gated and amplify your impact. And we're going to be creating those and sharing those so that nonprofits could effectively say, like Amazon Smile, you know, if you're shopping at Amazon, why not a little bit more? If you're using email, why not a little bit more? So it's a fun little new thing that we're working on, but we love the nonprofit component. We love how it's built into the product. And people, I mean, there's so much good being done in this world. And I think any chance that we can use to amplify that and give more support to those causes is really needed. And you're giving that constant brand awareness for these nonprofits. And you're also empowering the gated user to make it part of their everyday life. So they're able to think about it and it comes to their mind and they're able to that can stir in some affections and emotions in them and get them to think about the impact that they want to make and get them to think beyond their everyday. So I think it's, it's super cool. You hit a really good point there. When I talk to nonprofits, it's not really the dollar amounts. I think at scale, the dollar amounts will be exciting. But mm -hmm. one of the biggest things for them is, you know, a lot of us are passionate about something, but we wait all year. And then around the holidays at the end of the year, we get, we write a check, right? What Gated does is it basically, to your point, it helps you align your personal brand to a cause that matters every darn day. Like it, yeah. it becomes much more an ongoing supporter engagement and the nonprofits for them, that's actually really important because then they're staying top of mind. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the product first versus impact first marketing. And you mentioned that, you know, you're really focused on the product, the user experience of gated, getting them to sign up to reduce the noise. And then, hey, there's a social impact piece. Like, what do you think the balance is for, uh, or what advice would you have for companies that have this great product, but also this huge impact piece? Yeah, I'm with you. I think one thing that's really interesting is, as any good marketer would dive into, you really got to listen to your customers and your your kind of core personas, right? So yeah. we've done a lot of work. My team and I stay very close to what the customer is saying, both potential customers and people who are actually gated users and have turned it on. It's very interesting because actually within our kind of target audience, we actually have certain personas where the nonprofit matters a lot for them. And then other ones who basically say, I love doing good, but I don't really, I don't have a specific uh, nonprofit that matters to me. And usually what we have in place is a featured charity. So everyone today, um, our current featured charity, and we rotate it every so often, is Doctors Without Borders. They were chosen specifically for the work they're doing in Ukraine. And so everyone starts with Doctors Without Borders, and then you can choose to change. And we've seen about 40% of gated users go in and pick their own, which actually is maybe lower than I would have initially predicted. So it kind of tells you a lot of people like the idea of doing good. They aren't necessarily super focused on doing good for a very particular personal charity. They just like the good component, which is interesting yeah. because that's certainly going to impact our marketing, as you would imagine. Absolutely. I see some ideas that are some ideas that we had talked about. So the advice for businesses who want to make an impact, but doesn't tie into their revenue model, what should they do? Yeah, I'm very lucky that ours does, but I've talked to quite a few other companies. I think if I were working at a, if I was leading at a company that didn't have like a direct product alignment, I've seen two things that I think would be really cool. Maybe this is my perspective as a potential employee versus a leader. But I do think using the impact component as part of your employee happiness and employee retention. So one of the things, and I can't remember the company, I wish I could, but they essentially every single week 
they said it was a thing for the employees and every week they could go in and click redeem my $5 and give it to this charity. Oh, that's cool. And I'm not sure the in intent behind it, but I love the idea of continually surfacing giving back. And I like doing it employee first. I think there's always companies in the news who just cut a big check, right? And that's awesome and great and wonderful. But why not make social impact actually part of your culture as opposed to just like a, you know, the finance department writes a large check and you get some PR out of it. Like, good for you. Yeah. But if you actually think about social impact as cultural and supporting employees and being interested in your employees, I think that's worth a lot. I wish I could think of which company that was. It's really cool. That is, that's neat. I've never heard of that. And I think it's, yeah, as part of the employer brand, getting them involved with different nonprofits that they can support and making it about them and what they yeah. care about. It's the, super cool. A couple other companies I've heard of too also do like essentially days off, but for volunteering, right? Like, so everybody in the yeah. company take a certain amount of hours off and go and volunteer and then share. I think that's another kind of version of the same thing, which is tell us what was important to you, bring it back to the company. We, d I definitely want to get that rolling for our team when we're a little bit bigger. We're still kind of a super scrappy, do it and share yeah. it. But I think that'd be a neat one to build into kind of a company norm. Awesome. Yeah. So tell me about your favorite story so far from your time at Gated. I think my favorite story is, is it's tied to when we launched in March of 2022. So actually not that long ago, we have worked very hard to craft what I like to call kind of a concentric circles of influence. We've got a really great advisor group, and then we've got a really core set of fans, and then making sure that there is there are people speaking on behalf of Gated. Really, what it it comes down to is it makes me the happiest because as a marketer, I have a very small team. It's been just me for most of all of this, and by building those circles. It feels like we have a bigger team. It feels like there's more people out there talking about Gated. And so the story that I have is tied to that. It's on March 22nd, we did an, uh, a launch. And essentially the goal was to kind of take over LinkedIn for the day with no paid ads, with just organic. It was a lot of work to kind of like mobilize the, or the troops and get them all ready. And there was some definite organization on the back end. But basically on March 22nd, every fan of Gated and all of our advisors posted from their own perspective, I wasn't shoving pre-scripted messaging out of people. We encouraged them to post from their own perspective about Gated and what it was doing and why it was cool. Or, and maybe they were senders. We had a lot of people who were on the seller side. We had a lot of people who were users. We had some nonprofits. And waking up that day and waving my hand and saying, go team. And then throughout the day, just the love that was pouring out. Yeah, it was I mean, it, I, it's going to carry me through a lot of a lot of the ups and downs of startup marketing because to see authentic shared perspective, like not incentivized, you know, I'm going to thank them as soon as we have swag, like a year later, probably. Yeah, but, uh, that was just a day that I'm always going to remember because of the there was a big hope, right? Like we kind of waved our hands and said, we hope that this is going to go well, and the snowball that occurred that day was re I mean, it really took my breath away and we're um i feel so grateful it was a lot of work but i also just think it was the, on the part of everyone else yes that was right around the time that you launched that was the day we launched it was uh, today is the day gated is now available for everyone yes 
Well, I would consider that a successful lightning strike strategy. Going out with a bang for sure. You use your community of these fans, the board of advisors, your employees said, hey, go out into the LinkedIn and advocate for us. No script. You you tell people what it means to you. Yeah, I think we had a, I think we had the sales rapper. He did a rap for us. We had Tim Davidson did like a video, like a TikTok video. Yeah. There are some really fun, creative sharing and it was really enjoyable. So let's talk a little bit about your the future of Gated. You're working on the landing pages now and you want to focus on scaling. What do the next six, 12 months look like for you? A great question. I think a lot of the pieces that we've put into play have been very foundational, potentially not my best startup marketing strategy, but I'm, I'm someone who loves to build for the future. So instead of just yeah. putting what's in front of my face, I like to set up systems that are going to pay dividends down the road. And I think we're finally at a place where a lot of those are rolling. Like our testimonial engine is just, it cranks, like it works and it loops back in. Same thing with my newest hire around blog and social. Like we're starting to build a system and podcasts, like creating a system that is going to generate things on a more ongoing basis. Where my focus is now is a little bit more of a return toward catching people's attention. I think some of those systems are now churning. So we built this baseline and now it becomes back to how do we speak to the moments when people really need gated? How do we even not even speak to those moments? How do we create those moments where somebody says, wow, I need to be thinking differently or I need this new technology. So a lot of my mental bandwidth is moving from, you know, build the foundations that crank into create those moments that are going to really take us to the next level. I imagine there's a challenge with that when you're trying to gain more users is you don't want to be a part of the noise and you don't want to be interrupting them or take away their, you're, you're trying to help them with this awesome message, but it, you know, so what's the balance there? How do you go through that? I think number one is you provide value, right? If you show up somewhere and you're providing value to someone, it's not as much of an option. It's not a showing up and demanding they do X, Y, Z, right? Like. So a lot of probably what we'll do is focused on showing up in places to create that urgency and to create the need, but in a way that makes sense for our users. I mean, that's the sweet spot of marketing, right? Show up and yeah. find them something that they really need. I think a lot of it will also be the, the best thing about Gated, in my opinion, is that we are built to make you better. Everything that Gated does is not to be Gated on its own, but to help you, no matter who you are, you know, Tony in this case, but someone else to help you focus on what actually matters to you. So for you, Tony, that may be one thing. For someone else, it might be completely different. And Gated is just the yeah. facilitator of you being greater, right? Yeah. Um, you having focus. And so a lot of the moments that I think about how we're going to create more excitement are tied into how do we up-level others? Like how do we create focus on the great things that other people are doing? And then ideally you show they can do these great things because they have technology to be through games. Yeah. It's a challenge. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I'm, I'll take any and all ideas. So whoever's listening, if you're getting excited, yeah. bring them on. <laughs> yeah. So recommendations that you have as far as books that you've read that have helped you as a marketer, technology, leadership frameworks, anything that you'd like to share to, to help mm -hmm. founders and marketers better their craft and improve their lives. 
Ooh, that's good. And very broad. I love it. I'll throw a couple out. I think if anyone else is kind of at the stage where we are, where you're really building and you're building ideally in, in public and sharing it, a couple of the things that I always listen to. So one of which <clears throat> is newer, but I really love is the team at Metadata, uh, Mark Huber and Jason Whitup. They have an incredible new podcast called Demand Gen U or Demand U. I've loved it. It's just super yeah. candid. It's very much my style, like authentic, under the covers, how are things getting built? I love that. That's a big one for me. I do also think, I've said this before and it gets very philosophical, but I think the big challenge of certainly startup marketers, but probably all marketers, is there is always something more to do and prioritization is hard. So besides just getting gated, one of the things I would suggest is tapping into any philosophy or guidance that helps you focus and helps you set aside the stuff that's not priority. For me, I'm a big fan of like Daily Stoic and Ryan Holiday's work. I find that it keeps me very focused on what I can control and yeah. set aside everything else because there are just certain things that you could bang your head into a wall and never change. And as a marketer and a startup marketer, you've got to be working on the things that you could change. So for me, anything holiday is huge. Yeah, those are my big favorites. I would also say right now we're in the thick, if, if anybody's read the book, Crossing the Chasm, it's a marvelous, it's yeah. really good. And it's kind of our current Bible gated right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a great one. Basically moving through the stages where you find success and what your current segment of audience needs versus what you're providing. So it's just a constant evolution. So the book is a nice way of putting a framework around that. Yeah. Awesome. So demand you cross that's the podcast yeah. or demand gen you by who's yeah, the, the name of the people who are building uh, that? They're the guys from metadata. So it's metadata Weaver and Jason Whitup. Okay. And crossing the chasm and then finding that, that resource that's going to help you get that mental space and separate from the noise. And that's probably very important for you, especially as a, a leader at Gated to because yeah. you are an example and you want to create that, uh, spread that, the, the noble vision that Gated has to, you know, be cognizant of, okay, what's taking me away from life? There's, I got to throw one more in because I just finished. Please. A couple months ago, and it was like one of my new like eye openers. Actually, I'm, our team is doing a lunch and learn on it. There's a book called Breath by James Nestor, and it's all about breathing, like the history of how we've started breathing wrong and how what it damages to us and how really oh it's it is so compelling and it is fascinating. So I won't spoil it, but I would recommend that everybody pick up a copy of Breath by James Nestor. That is interesting. Yeah, I've tried the deep breathing exercises and sometimes they work, but many times I get way too impatient and I'm like, anyway, so that's, that's, I'm curious. So I'm going to check that out. I mean, it's a great read. It's a great read. Yeah. Well, this has been an awesome conversation, Melissa. I really appreciate you being on here and sharing the gated story. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience here or any yeah. calls to action? I would love, you know, everybody we're kicking the tires on gated and we're loving everyone who uses it getting feedback and seeing you know who's happiest with it especially if you're a revops or marketer you should absolutely be trying it give it a go yeah. see what it does for you but the other thing i will say is i have 
in my side time, which is not really a thing. I accidentally, along with another amazing peer of mine, started a small Slack community for small team marketers. Uh, cool. People who are teams of less than eight. Mostly it's a therapy session. It's not one of those things where you have to show up all buttoned up. You, it's kind of a group where you can show up and say, oh my God, I've got this problem. Who's done this before? Yeah. For small team marketers, sometimes we get to feel very isolated and we're doing things in a bubble and it's a really great place to share. So if anybody's interested in that, you can, I guess, email me because I'm yeah. muted, but you can click that you know me thanks to Tony's podcast. So you can reach me at melissa at gated.com anytime. Thank you for listening to the Pitch Purpose podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe. And if this podcast means something to you, give it a rating on your podcast app. Take care.